You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Indians. I am your host, Jeff Ellis of 24-7 Sports. On today's show, we're going to talk about the game tonight. We're going to take a trip around baseball, looking at the Rays, the A's, looking at tomorrow's matchups and talking about the Nationals, a team I've been harping on for weeks. It was uh, it's rather funny to see a few National people talk about the importance of the game today as it relates to the Indians. It's not like that hasn't been something I've been saying for almost a month, but hey. Um, but, you know, spoiler alert, good news is coming in that. So um, we have this game against the White Sox. As I talked about, you know, the putting in Hector, Hector Santiago and how that was going to be a huge advantage for the Indians. Well, they scored seven runs off of him in four innings. Uh, he hit three, three home runs were hit off of him. He got roughed up. Not a good matchup uh, to put against the Cleveland Indians. We'll go into some of the offensive outputs in a second. Speaking of things that aren't smart, that would be um, myself. Uh, <laughs> I talked about don't expect much with Jose Ramirez because um, you know, it's well known that hamate injuries... Um, zap power and he is rushing back from this handmade injury and um, Jose Ramirez proceeds to hit two home runs and have seven RBIs in this game. I almost never talk about RBIs but when you have seven I'm going to mention it that's that's a lot um, by any standard of that uh, measure. Roberto Perez hits his 24th, Oscar Mercado with his 15th I think you know we'll have to see, it's still short data for him but he just might be one of those streaky guys there's some guys who when they're hot they're hot and when they're cold they're cold and you just got to ride the wave the nice thing with him is uh, as they say defense doesn't slump so he's always going to be a stellar center fielder and a legitimate looking like a legitimate 2020 candidate which is amazing um i was wrong on him on multiple levels and multiple moments so just continuing that theme uh clevenger seven innings five hits one walk 10 k's Easy ERA is down to 239. Uh, probably with as good as Bieber has been this year, you know, Bieber's gotten a lot of attention, and rightfully so, but Clevenger, if he had not been hurt, one has to think he'd probably be getting some top five Cy Young consideration as it is, and that is one of the huge advantages you look towards the 2020 season. I know we're not even done with 2019, but the Indians have Bieber and Clevenger at the top. You go over and you look at the Yankees, uh, Tanaka and uh, Luis Serino, but uh, that's not how you say his name. But they've got some injury concerns with there. You know who I'm talking about. You go over and you look at the Houston Astros, likely to lose Garrett Cole. Um, they lost Charlie Morton a year ago, who's now been fantastic with Tampa. You go and you look at um, Minnesota, Jake Odorizzi likely going to be out of town. Uh, Tampa is really the only team that Snell and uh, Morton can really compete with the top two of the Indians, which is, says so much for a team that uh, that lost their top three pitchers from a year ago. Uh, staff just keeps turning them out, and if uh, if Kluber can even somewhat rebound, oh boy, you know it's going to be fun next year with this pitching staff. Has a chance to be better than last year's was. Um, Kind of amazing. Phil Matten uh, comes in. Dan Otero comes in. I don't think either of these guys should be with the team in a year. But, and, you know, when they're pitching in this situation where it's that big of a lead, um, that's kind of the only time we've seen them this year. Uh, Indians use three catchers in this one. 
two hits by Freeman, who's we haven't seen as much of. He's kind of struggled when he had to step into a everyday role. Ramirez, as mentioned, three hits for Puig, including a pair of doubles, I want to say. Yep. Uh, your hitless starter is uh, Carlos Santana. He's the one guy. He did get a walk and a run, but uh, not much else for them in this matchup. Uh, tomorrow's another positive matchup with Ross Detweiler going against the Cleveland Indians. Another lefty, which they are set up to uh, perform better against when you look at Puig and Reyes. And uh, it's, you know, Detweiler was supposed to start today's game, so they get that. You got Bieber on the mound, the one of the two aces for the Indians, before the Saval Cease, which, uh, again, Cease has been pitching a lot better. This weekend, I'm pretty sure that Friday won't change. That's Plesak versus Voth for the Washington Nationals. The Nationals swept the Phillies in a doubleheader today and officially clinched a playoff berth due to that. By clinching that playoff berth, um, that means that Max Scherzer likely will not start. Yes, my cat always has to join in on these podcasts now. Uh, Scherzer will likely not pitch the last Sunday of the season. Um, he's likely to uh, to be rested for that uh, one-game playoff. There's a chance that maybe they do a massive shift and um, try to get Corbin to maybe, uh, you know, I, I believe he pitched today. I'll have to, I was going to go into those games. It's it's not like we need to go in-depth in those two games. But, uh, you know, Scherzer got one win. Nola with the loss. Daniel Hudson with the save. Yes, that's right. Daniel Hudson is their closer. Another save. Um... And they did kind of a, well, it's Philly. I was like, what, what's happening here? When you look at Washington, Washington had Joe Ross uh, pitching in this one. But Tanner Rainey, who was the guy they got for uh, for Tanner Roke, it's because he's not, yeah, no, he's Tanner. Was it a Tanner for Tanner? Yeah, it was a Tanner for Tanner trade. Uh, Rainey's got amazing stuff, has absolutely no idea where it's going. Uh that's the, the long and the short of that scouting report. But with those two, they've clinched. They're in. They are in the playoffs. They will they currently have a one-game lead on the Brewers and a five-game lead because the Cubs... Man, it was it was the opposite of, like, uh, you know, what's the old expression? An immovable object meets an irresistible force. So what happens when a movable object meets... A uh, so those instead meets a non-resistible force because um, the Pirates were losers of nine in a row, Cubs were losers of six in a row, and the Cubs lost to the Pirates. So the Pirates are now one and nine in the last ten. Pirates are making some. I've been working on uh, uh, my mock. I'll, I'll talk about that mock a little bit more in the second half of the show. But uh, yeah, the Pirates have been making some major headway to uh, try to get you know top four pick this year. And the Cubs, uh, Cubs blew it. I mean, they're going to have the second highest um, run differential of any wildcard team by a significant margin, which is typically a great indicator of record. Like, you look in the American League, four teams with the positive run differential, uh, four best run differentials are the top four in the wildcard hunt. And the National League, four of the top five are in the wildcard hunt. 
um, with the Brewers being the lone exception. The Brewers have kind of overperformed in a weird way, and uh, they got hot at the right time. Their pitching staff isn't very good, and uh, they're just an interesting team because their their pitching isn't good, their minors aren't very good. They have a small window to operate in when you get right down to it, but we're more here to talk about the Nationals. That sets it up. There's no way you're seeing Scherzer. Um, like I said, maybe... They try to push up Corbin. Maybe they feel like Corbin could go in Friday's game, and then Saturday is Voth. We'll see Voth. But Sunday um, Sunday is likely to be the dregs, which is good for the Indians because this whole weekend will be uh, Tampa facing the dregs. The Indians are now half a game back of Tampa. That's what they were after Tampa won yesterday. We'll talk about that Tampa game after a word from uh, the sponsors that keeps our show going. Vivid Seats, uh, wherever you want to go, they have tickets to. You go to Vivid Seats, use the promo code KICKOFF, you know, because uh, football season. We're a multi-network, uh, multi-sport network, and Vivid Seats is a multi-entertainment uh, ticket distribution website. Uh, what's really cool with them is that as you go there, you can go from, uh, you, it, they reward you by going. It's the only website I've seen where you're going to rack up rewards. So if instead of going over to another site, an unnamed site, and you know paying outrageous service fees and getting, yes, you get your tickets, but you're not getting anything else, go over to Vivid Seats. You gain rewards. You gain bonuses. You will get stuff back for using Vivid Seats. And for this limited time, when you go over there and you use that promo code kickoff, you're going to get up to 100 bucks back. So if the Indians make the playoffs, remember... Use Vivid Seats to get your tickets. BlueChew.com, our first sponsor. Um, I don't want to say our best sponsor, but certainly a, a favorite just because they've been with us since the beginning. Uh, it is male enhancement that is much better than uh, what most professional baseball players use. You know, there was a scandal this year. I brought it multiple times because it amuses me that uh, pro baseball players were buying the cheap male enhancement at the gas station, and it was testing positive for illegal substances. They had just used the promo code MLB over on BlueChew.com. They could have gotten a free trial. They would have just had to pay the five bucks for shipping. Could have come to them discreetly in the mail, and uh, they wouldn't have tested positive for performance-enhancing uh, drugs because BlueChew.com. This is a scientific formula that's been put together. Same active ingredients as the big names in the field, but since it's chewable, gets in your bloodstream quicker, allows you to do what you want to do quicker. Be smart. Use BlueChew.com. Use our promo code. Free trial. State your curiosity. See what male enhancement can do for you. So I talked about... We're going to talk about the Rays. Um, I am not unconvinced. A double negative would mean I am convinced. Uh, I am... You could convince me that the Rays have made a deal with the devil. And I'll get into the reason why. The Rays win tonight 2-1 to one in extra innings. And the reason I talk about making a deal with the Devils, they've won a ton of games in extra innings. Uh, this is also the rare occurrence where the Rays use less pitchers than their opponents. A 12-inning game, the Rays, uh, let's see, I'm going to have to do the quick math here. So we got two, four, six, eight, nine pitchers in 12 innings. But the Yankees are like, anything you can do, I can do better. Uh, heck, CC Sabathia even appeared and got a hold for the, the Yankees. 
uh, and former Indian Ben Heller, who was part of the deal for Andrew Miller, which uh, yet Heller and uh, Clint Frazier appeared in this game. So two parts of that Miller deal. But the Yankees only used two, four, six, eight, 10, 11 pitchers in 12 innings. Uh, that's kind of impressive because two pitchers did pitch uh, multiple innings. They also had two pitchers who did not record a single out, including eventual loser um, Garen, who is not a pitcher I am overly familiar with. But, uh, yeah, it's another overtime win for this Tampa Bay Rays team. Overtime? Extra innings win for this Rays team who seem to just... They've been doing this with regularity. Um, Red Sox, two games this weekend that they were taken into extra innings and the Rays still came back and got the win. Um, It's just pure odds say that they shouldn't have uh, this much luck. So Wednesday, extra inning, uh, one run win, eight to seven. Friday, extra inning, one run win, five one 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 run win, five to four against the Red Sox. Saturday, five to four extra inning win against the Red Sox. They lose on Sunday. They beat the Red Sox on Monday. Come back today, Tuesday, twelve innings, one run win. So in the last week, you know, from last Wednesday to Tuesday, they played six games. Four of those games went to extra innings. That is a crazy amount, and they won all of them. Not one of those games did they lose. Um, before this, they had not had an extra inning game um, since the 10th of September, and now they've had they had three in a row, and then another one today. Uh, it's it's bad luck. I mean, it's just there's no other way to put it. It stinks if you are an Indians fan because uh, they just seem to keep pulling them out. Uh, yeah, it's it's not ideal. Tomorrow, uh, Charlie Morton pitches for them, which is you know, good if you are a Tampa fan. Not so good if you're an Indians fan. And the Yankees, again, do not have a pitcher listed on tap. Uh, I think Jordan Montgomery got the start yesterday, and then they just went um, with a bullpen staff by committee. It looks like that is what the plan is for them to do tomorrow as well. Um, and that's that's kind of been my concern with catching the Rays is they're not they're not playing a game of importance. They just aren't. Tampa is uh, a bottom team. Uh, or not Tampa, sorry. That's all right. Toronto is a bottom uh, team. And they're facing Toronto in those final games. Toronto is currently on track for the fifth or sixth pick in the draft this year. The Yankees, these two games, don't even have a pitcher to be announced. Uh, Going up against Texas, they're actually loaded up with Paxton, uh, Severino, and Tanaka. But against Tampa, it's just been the staff by committee these two games. So two staff by committee games, three games against the lowly Toronto Blue Jays, who I say that, but... uh, you know, they did take one from the Yankees last week. Maybe they can continue and uh, and and take one from the Rays. But there's a very good chance that the Rays are going to go undefeated over these last few games. Which means the Indians have to do the same. They have to keep winning these games because the Rays have almost no resistance going forward in their schedule. 
Um, we talked about tomorrow's game, Bieber versus Detweiler. Should be an easy one for the Indians, uh, so they'll probably lose. Uh, Saval versus Cease, that's going to be a difficult one. Plesak versus Voth, I just don't trust Plesak right now. Plotgo versus Corbin, I'm hoping... I mean, they're going to want Corbin to pitch, so we're probably going to have to face one of them. But maybe they maybe they, they don't start their top two arms. There's always that chance. But, you know, at the same time, you got Strasburg, so it's their top three is really good. Um, you're, you're probably going to see um, Corbin at some point. And the only upside is he's a lefty, and the lineup, as I've stated, is better suited to face lefties. Uh, Clevenger versus... Uh, Scherzer, uh, that is almost undoubtedly not going to happen. If you did want to see the Indians play, you can get tickets uh, against the White Sox for uh, as low as $5 and as low as 13 and $14 against the Nationals right now, just kind of looking on ESPN. Um, might have been better deals if you go and, and look on Vivid Seats, but it's kind of crazy. I mean, I get the White Sox aren't good, but the Nationals, your team... if Well, they've locked up their playoff they're still fighting to get home field in that game uh in that play-in game and uh fans still are just not supporting their their team i mean i we're cleveland fans we can't talk our attendance is uh is not not good this year in spite of uh i mean we hop over to the standing side of things you know the indians currently have a better record than the washington nationals they have a better record than the St. Louis Cardinals, who are going to win their division. They have a better record than a lot of teams. The Indians are currently sitting at 93 wins. Um, I would be shocked if they don't get to at least 95. Um, if they won out, they could end the season at 99 wins. There's a chance this team could win 98 games and not make the playoffs. That's how ridiculous things are. I feel like, well, well maybe Oakland will fall apart. Well, you know, Oakland is on a one-game losing streak. And, uh... Yeah, they are currently losing to the Angels. Yes, that's true, in the seventh. So that that can change things um, a little. But when you look at the schedule for them, after they face the Angels, which is this midweek one, it's a, one of these two hitters today and tomorrow. Then they have four games against the Mariners, who are a little bit better than uh, than Tampa Bay, but not by much. For me, uh, you know, it's just kind of interesting. Like King Felix is nearly at the end. Old friend alert, Justice Sheffield pitches. Marco Gonzalez, who that was a, a deal I hammered and has worked out pretty well for... Uh, Seattle, and then I believe Dunn's got to be Justin Dunn, who they went out and got in that uh, the fantastic deal they made with the Mets this offseason, last offseason, and it is. Dunn's uh, Dunn got the call-up. I was a big fan of his out of Boston College. But you look on the other side of things, how ridiculous is Oakland's rotation? Like, it, I can't... So Oakland is going to have Mike uh, Fires, who... You know, almost anyone could have had. Uh, he's <laughs> uh, Sean Manea, who's back from injury. Tanner Rourke, who was he was a relatively expensive rental, um, solid pitcher, netted a kind of a ten to fifteen range prospect from them. Former second round pick uh, Jamison Hanna. 
Dallas Baptist, maybe? Uh, probably likely a fourth outfielder, but uh, very fast. Some tools there. Maybe a chance for a bit more. Uh, and then Homer Bailey, who was pretty much free to a good home, and he's been he's been effective for them this year. Uh, they've called up A.J. Puck. They've called up uh, Jesus Luzardo. They've called up Sean Manea. They've brought up a lot of the young kids for this stretch. And even if they do end up losing today, if we hop over and pull up the good old standings, I believe they have a two-game lead right now, so that would put uh, Tampa half a game out and Cleveland a full game out. And then, I mean, they're still... Okay, so Oakland has um, currently a one-game lead. So yes, Tampa would be half a game out. And Cleveland would be a full game out from Tampa, that, or from Oakland. So, yeah, I mean, Oakland, but that's the thing. Look at their last 10. Oakland's 8-2, and two, Tampa 7-3, and three, Cleveland 7-3. and three. Um, All three teams are fantastic, 94-94-93 wins. And that's why it kind of stinks when you go look at the National League. Washington Nationals, 88 wins. Uh, Milwaukee Brewers, 87 wins. Um just see that 82 and 75 Mets, and uh, I mean, what a crap show was that series against the Mets, where they they benched Fran Mel Reyes. Nothing seemed to go well. It was one of the ugliest weekends, one of the ugliest series of the year for the Indians. And that's going to be one of those, along with kind of all of the games against the uh, the Athletics and the Rays, where we look back if they don't make the playoffs and go, oh, that's where. So real quickly, as we are nearing the end. I just wanted to explain the mock. I said I was going to have one coming up. Everyone likes a good mock. Um, they generate probably the highest hits on my site all year, and I always like to do one for the teams that don't make the playoffs. Now, the problem is the MLB is not like the NFL or the NBA. You know, The NBA has a draft lottery. Teams that don't make the playoffs are in that top zone. Uh, in the NFL, the 20 teams that don't make it, they pick first. MLB doesn't work that way. It is strictly by record. So when I talk about the fact that the Cleveland Indians um, have more wins than all the wildcard teams in the NL and have more wins than the NL Central leader, that means that the Indians would still pick after them in the draft format. So the Indians would not, it's not the, you know, the bottom 20 teams and then everyone else. No, it's purely your win-loss record. So the Indians would get penalized for having an excellent record. Um, I've been kind of toying with some ideas that I might put together of, of ways to, you know, fix up the draft a little, make it so a team doesn't get penalized for, for fighting the stretch, and also uh, for those teams that aren't even trying to maybe give them a little more incentive to not be as bad. Those pieces will come down the line. But every Monday is always the first mock of the year, the way-too-early mock for all the teams that were eliminated. Whatever team in the American League doesn't uh, make it, uh, there will be some teams who did make it who are going to be listed. I'm just not giving them any analysis. They don't get any. Their fans are, are getting playoff games. But for every team that's eliminated, it's kind of my tradition on that first Monday to have my first mock of the year. And the last two years, I've uh, I've gotten the White Sox pick right. So we'll see. I'm very proud to say that uh, I know who the White Sox have drafted before they will two years running. It's a lot more difficult as next year's draft is looking really deep, really good, and is a lot harder to forecast for those reasons. I want to thank everyone for listening, rating, and reviewing, uh, following with us throughout the year, all the positive comments online, uh, 
the positive statements on Twitter. It's been fantastic. Thank you. And as always, go Tribe.